Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of the Bear Down Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Shaw, along with my partner, Jay DeCoster. Jay, how you doing, me amigo? I'm pretty good, AJ. How are you? It's a pretty awful loss uh, against the Miami Dolphins, but hey, you just got to move forward, right? Yeah, tough loss for the Bears in overtime as they fall 31-28. to But the good news, the Bears are still in first place in the NFC North. Uh, we got a variety of topics to talk about today. Uh, our first segment, of course, talking about the Bears-Dolphins game and then previewing the upcoming matchup against the New England Patriots, probably the toughest game so far for the Bears on the schedule, minus the first game of the year against the Green Bay Packers uh, up in Green Bay. Jay, since I'm feeling nice today, I'll let you go ahead first and give me your thoughts on the Bears-Dolphins game. Yeah, it's just... Where's the defense? Like, you know, we saw this de- lots of defense the first um, four weeks of the season. And they just didn't show up yesterday. Alan Wilson torched them for two touchdowns and over 100 yards. So, you know, the, the secondary just was brutal. Eddie Jackson looked like he had no effort in any, almost any play. Kyle Florida, big day, two picks. But, you know, when you can't get pressure on a quarterback, you're not really going to win many games. So, you know, for the next, if you're going to try to compete with Tom Brady, you need to get pressure. And Khalil, I, I get it, it was hot, but there's no really no excuse because you know Cole Mack didn't really show up, and you know all those guys got to show up on come next Sunday. Yeah, and what is even more concerning is that Khalil Mack, who injured his right ankle in the loss to Miami, uh, he is getting tests on that ankle right now, and. Uh, if he does have to miss some time, that is definitely going to be a concern. Obviously, Khalil Mack, the best player on that Bears defense. And outside of Khalil Mack, the Bears really don't have a ton of depth or at least any like talent at the position that he plays outside linebacker. Uh, Aaron Lynch could get some extra snaps this upcoming weekend against New England, but certainly if, if Khalil Mack can't go for the Bears, that could be a massive concern. Exactly. And, you know, you just got to – you know, you get around other guys. I don't think Clint Max going to miss time, to, in my opinion. But uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he doesn't miss time because he's obviously our superstar, best player in defense. Um, and you know, you, you just got to rely on other players. Like Leonard, Leonard Floyd needs to step up. I got, I get he has the hand injury, but you know, is he? Does he? I have a question. Is he? Is the club taken off yet? Yeah, it's been off for a couple of weeks now. All right, so you know. I'm really looking forward to him step up if Khalil Mack misses a game or two, which I don't think he will, but still, I like to see Larry Floyd uh, create some pressure because, you know, he hasn't really done anything the last uh, couple weeks. But, you know, lack of defense against Brock Osweiler, like, you know, it's just just a devastating loss again. You know, these these two losses have just been brutal, blown leads, and especially Matt Nagy getting conservative in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that third down call in overtime, deciding to run the ball. I mean, I understand Jordan Howard is one of your better players, and he's an elite running back who's run for over 1,100 yards the past two seasons. But in that situation, you should try to be looking to throw the football. It had been a good day for Mitch Trubisky throwing the football. Uh, try to get Cody Parkey a little bit closer to that to that to to those uprights so he can try to hit that game-winning field goal. And I know people are going to say, well, he's a kicker. He should have made that. But a 53-yard field goal, especially when you're playing at sea level, when you're kicking, I mean, I. it's usually easy to kick the long field goal when you go to Miami, right. Um, but right there, that's a long kick for a guy in Parky that really doesn't 
have a ton of range uh, throughout his career. But again, he probably should have made it. But again, it would have been nicer if he was in that in a better situation to kick that field goal. Yeah, I agree. He's going to make those kicks. You know, the Bears paid him a lot of money to you know make those kicks. Unfortunately, he didn't. So you just, just got to move on. You know, tough loss. And, you know, New England, again, it, you know, the defense needs to step up for New England because you can't get any pressure on Tom Brady. He's going to pick you apart. So, you know, and for Mr. Trubisky in this game, I, I feel like, he, you know, he'll have another good performance. He'll have two straight games with over 300 yards. And this game against Miami, three touchdowns and a crucial turnover. But, uh, you know, another good performance, over 120 uh, QB rating, I believe. So it's just progressions and, you know, hopefully he can do it against Winger again. Yeah, 122.5 quarterback rating. He has thrown for over 200 yards in his past four games, but you could just see how the season has kind of changed for Mitch after a bit of a slow start. Uh, we'll take a look at his stats right here so far. He had 171 yards passing with no touchdowns or no picks in his first game. He throws for 200 yards in week two against Seattle, two touchdowns, two picks. He still threw for 220 yards against Arizona, did not throw for a touchdown, but in the last two weeks, 354 yards passing against Tampa with six touchdowns, and then last week, 316 yards with three touchdowns and a pick. And That gets into my next question. Do you think Mitch Trubisky is turning into the player the Bears expected when they drafted him? Well, I think it's a little too early right now because, you know, he had those three games where he just, you know, looked, you know, he didn't have any confidence, and... And now against Tampa and Miami, he has all the confidence in the world, it looks like. I mean, he's been playing really well these last two games. So, you know, right now, I think it's a little too early to tell. But, I mean, he's definitely taking the steps toward being that franchise QB right now. Yeah, I, I think the last two games, he's looked pretty good. I mean, yeah, the Tampa defense wasn't that great. But I still thought he had a couple really nice throws against the Miami uh, defense. He didn't look so great in the first half, but that was because the offensive line didn't do a very good job blocking the, the Dolphins' pass rush. Uh, but he made some nice throws in the second half. The interception he threw was a bonehead throw. He threw that ball into traffic. Um, but I thought Mitch's, I think Mitch's looked really good. And playing a team like New England that does not have the best defense, I mean, yeah, they did beat Kansas City the other night, but that was a 43-40 to victory. So the Patriots' defense does not look very good. I think Mitch could have a big game this week if Coach Matt Nagy continues to push the pedal on throwing the ball downfield because as this season has progressed, and I, we, me and you talked to this, talked about this off the air um, earlier this year, that once the offensive players start to get used to the system that Matt Nagy wants to run, uh, we're going to start to see a lot of the playmakers in this Bears offense start to make big names themselves. Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, Taylor Gabriel, man, he is really turning into one heck of a number two wideout back to back 100 yard receiving games. But I, I, I'm, I'm liking the looks of this offense, even though they didn't win. I, I like the looks of this offense right now. And if the defense can just get back what they get back on that role that they were to start the season, uh, I think this is going to be a really dangerous team going forward. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, you know, you just got to keep building. And I think this Bears offense is heading in the right direction, especially especially with, you know, facing New England, a pretty awful defense just came up 40 points uh, this past Sunday uh, against Kansas City and then, and then New York. But, you know, take one one step at a time. But, you know, Matt Nagy is a pretty elite play caller, in my opinion. And I, Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely, yeah. He, he definitely knows what he's doing with his offense, especially with Mitch. So, you know, I think just taking one game at a time for, you know, 
the offense and see if we can keep it going because they're, they're rolling right now. But fortunately, the defense couldn't get it done for a win. Yeah, the Bears' defense uh, did not have a good week last week. In fact, uh, they probably had their worst defensive game probably in the last couple of seasons because their defense was pretty solid last year. Yeah, they had a couple. I'd probably say the Eagles game last year, they kind of didn't play yeah. very well. But again, that was against Carson Wentz when he was just on that roll. But yeah, that was a game that the defense should have played a lot better. And I think, I know this may sound like an excuse, but I honestly think that maybe the heat was kind of a factor because it was really hot down in Miami. It was close to 90 degrees. And of course, it was probably over 100 down on the field. Yeah, I mean, Rex Ryan had a quote, had, uh, it was on Get Up uh, on ESPN. And he said he says, you know, obviously playing the Dolphins at Miami every year as a Jets, a Jets coach. He said Miami is the best home field advantage because the away team is in the sun. And, you know, you know how they built that, um, they restructured uh, Sun Life Stadium or Hard Rock Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, like, the panels are now facing um, towards the Miami bench. So, blocks off the sun. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. But, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. So, like, you know, the, the away team has the disadvantage because it's hot down there, especially early. So, you know, Miami does have a home field advantage. So, you know, that's a tough game. That's a tough game to be in, especially 100 um, on the field. So, you know, just, you know, bad, uh, bad just home field advantage for the Bears right there. Yeah, the Bears went from the third Actually, no, second-best defense in the league last week to 10th-best. Baltimore now in first. Jacksonville moves down to second. Baltimore's off to a good start defensively. Uh, but I think this Bears defense will turn it around. So uh, our picks to click for the second straight week. Last week, I picked uh, Roquan Smith on defense, and I have to say I'm pretty pl- proud of myself for that investment. Uh, Roquan Smith had a nice game for the Bears on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, in fact, he had... A season-high 13 tackles on uh, Sunday as the Bears' middle linebacker starting to kind of prove himself as a good player. Um, so, Jay, what are your picks to click this week? Uh, one on the offensive side, one on the defensive side. Go right ahead. Well, my pick to click on the offense has to be Tariq Cullen. Yeah, I'm going to continue with the trend. I mean, against that bad Patriots defense that can't stop the run that well and the pass, I think Tariq Cullen's the perfect guy for it because he's very elusive. That Patriots defense is kind of old. And slow, especially with Dante Hightower in his mid-30s. And their linebacking core is not that good um, like they used to be. So I think, you know, Tariq Cohen is going to have a big game against this New England uh, defense, especially with his looseness and, looseness and his speed. So especially – and Mitch is going to be throwing him the ball too. And Matt Nagy likes to use him a lot. I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, usage from Jordan Howard um, and – he kind of expressed himself last week. He was kind of a little um, upset upset that he hasn't gotten the ball that much. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, Tariq Cullen will have a big game next week against uh, New England. And then for um, the defense, I'm going to have to go with um, Eddie Jackson because I think he'll have a bounce-back game um, because I think McGrady can make some mistakes if he, if he gets pressured. Uh, if he doesn't, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of bad stuff on defense happening. So I think Eddie Jackson has a bounce back game. He looked pretty lazy against Miami um, with a lot of missed tackles and just poor effort. So I think he bounces back and bounces back in this game. Yeah, that throw in overtime that bounced off. Was it off of him or was it off of um, 
It was off of Amos. Okay. Yeah, that was an unfortunate bounce as the uh, <clears throat> the, the um excuse me the uh, God I can't get the words out of my mouth as the Bears would go on to lose. Uh, my picks to click this week. I'm gonna go this is a difficult one for offense. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. I think he's on a hot roll right now. I think he's gonna continue to uh, play well. I think he's gonna have a nice game next week against the very underwhelming defense of the. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little bit of a bad cough today. Uh, uh, the underwhelming defense of the New England Patriots. You know, what's probably the issue is because I'm looking at my fantasy team right now. <laughs> uh, back to what I was talking about, though. Um, yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be my pick on offense. And then on defense, ooh, I thought about this one a little bit. But I think I think, uh, I think, think Akeem Hicks is going to have a big week this week. I'm going to go with Akeem yeah. Hicks this week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, besides that, you want to add anything else to this, or are you ready to move uh, on to the next no. segment? I mean, I just think, you know, the Bears' defense needs to show up and get pressure. That's, that's been my main thing in this podcast. You know, if you can't get pressure on Brock Osweiler, then you got problems against Tom Brady. Yeah, but New England's O-line is not that good. But we said that last week against my about against Miami, and Miami did a great job stopping the Bears' pass rush, which is probably one of the more elite pass rushing duo, uh, combos in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, well, all right, well, that's enough for our first segment so far here on the Bear Down Weekly Podcast. We'll take a quick break and talk to you in a little bit. Welcome back to part two of the Bear Down Weekly Podcast, episode two. It's time for the NFL Stories segment. Uh, the first story we're going to talk about today is the Raiders' reported fire sale. Uh, obviously, as we all know, they traded Khalil McAway just before the season began to the Chicago Bears for two first-round draft picks. And now we're hearing rumors that head coach John Gruden is considering now moving out uh, Amari Cooper and Carl Joseph, two former first-round picks. Uh, Jay, what are your thoughts on these rumors? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's crazy uh, out there in Oakland. I mean, you, first of all, you trade Clint for two first-rounders, and now you're going to trade your former first-rounders for, I don't know, probably four picks. I mean, I, again, Amari Cooper hasn't been the guy he used to be in 2016-15, but, like, oh, man, it's, it's crazy out there. And I don't know what they're, they're going to get back. I don't, I don't know what Amari Cooper's worth, but – you know, I think he'd be worth a third rounder. I mean, honestly, I don't know. A third rounder and a player, I think. But, you know, we'll probably get the news, you know, later this week about what what, what they're going to be worth because, you know, they might get moved uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, according to NFL.com's digital content editor, Austin Knobloch, um, the Raiders are looking for a first-round pick for – uh, Amari Cooper. The trade deadline is in about a week or so. Uh, do you think that? Do you think he may get traded by then, or do you think the Raiders are just going to hold on to him? I think they'll, eh, I think they'll be holding on to him because you're not going to get a first rounder for Amari Cooper. He's tied for second in the league in drops. He's a hurt a lot, and he hasn't really done much. Um, he had a bad year last year with a 680 yards and like seven touchdowns, six. So. You know, and for Carl Joseph, I don't know a lot about him, but, you know, if, if you're on that rare secondary, you, you might not be that good. But I don't really know a lot, a lot about the kid. He might be pretty good, but, um, you know, we'll see what they get back from him. But they're not going to get a first for Amari Cooper. That's just not going to happen. 
Yeah, I, 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 I could see Cooper getting traded for maybe a second rounder. I don't know if Carl Joseph, though, is going to get you back an impressive haul. He, when he came out of West Virginia in 2016, he was projected as this, uh, this really good-looking safety, and everybody was saying, damn, the Raiders, pardon my language, uh, the Raiders were getting um, back-to-back-to-back elite first-round picks, so getting Khalil Mack in 2014, Amari Cooper in 2015, and now Carl Joseph in 2016. He just hasn't been that so far since coming to Oakland. I don't know what they could get for for Carl Joseph, but I could see a few teams that would be interested in getting Amari Cooper. Uh, a few teams I think of, the Browns could make a move for him. Uh, I know Jerry Rice, the uh, legendary wide receiver, has been pursuing – well, not pursuing, but he's been pushing 49ers GM John Lynch to possibly pick up Cooper. Maybe we could see a trade uh, for Cooper going to Oakland, to San Francisco, along the Bay right there. Or the Philadelphia Eagles, um, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, they got Elshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz, uh, but definitely could use another wide receiver because Nelson Aguilar, he's a good slot guy, but I don't think he's that much of a guy that can play on the outside like Jeffrey does. I think Cooper could be a nice addition for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think Cooper makes sense just because, um, you know, for the Eagles, just because they, you know, the right to win now, you know, obviously the 49ers, it could, but I don't think so just because they're not going to be good this year. They lost, they just destroyed with injuries, uh, Jericho Kinn, Jimmy Garoppolo, and, you know, they're, they're, they're moving on to next year. So I think Murray Cooper would be good for the defense for real chance that need another receiver. Because Alshon Jeffrey just can't be that only guy. Well, I'm taking a look right here. I believe Amari Cooper is a free agent at the end of the season. Is he? Really? Well, let me take a look. I'm going on Spotrack right now. Um, and all, yeah, we're here. There's another one. There's a, a rumor the Packers could pick him up. Packers possibly could get him. Uh, he has a fifth-year option. He got exercised by the Raiders uh, for $13 million, uh, close to $14 million. Because I was going to say, because if he was to be a free agent at the end of this season, the 49ers wouldn't even need to really trade for him. But looking at the 49ers, I think he could be it could be a good it could be a good pickup for them. Uh, pick up Cooper because they need receivers. Uh, their number one receivers like Marquise Goodwin, I believe. Correct. Uh, yes, he had a big game last night, though. Two touchdowns over 100 yards. Yeah, if I'm the Niners, I would not make a move for Cooper this year. Uh, yeah. But you never know because the Eagles could swoop in and obviously sign him to an extension. And we know Cooper, if he goes to Philadelphia, he's probably going to want to sign an extension because of you know them winning the Super Bowl and them being a possible contender again this year. So we'll have to see. Uh, so the Raiders' potential fire sale out there in Oakland, something to keep an eye on. Uh, the next one, we're, next topic we're going to talk about is the Jaguars' slow start. Uh, they started three and one, but they've lost their last two games to the Chiefs and the Cowboys. The Chiefs' game can be a little bit understandable. Kansas City has a great offense as they lost thirty to fourteen. But then this past Sunday, getting totally obliterated by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, forty to seven. So their offense not looking so good, and their defense really struggling. A defense that is probably one of the more elite units in the NFL, at least they were last year. Uh, Jay, what do you think the major problem is out there in Jacksonville? Well, you know, in my opinion, it's Blake Bortles. And it's not just the defense that's, in my opinion, a little overrated. Um, but Blake Bortles is god-awful. I mean, he can't be their quarterback any longer. I mean, he 
He just he doesn't make the big throws. He's just a check down guy. He has the what? He has the legs, but can't be that franchise QB. If they had a decent like a Case Keenum, who's actually oh no no not Case Keenum not Case <laughs> Keenum. Well, I mean maybe he's in a better system because Vance Joseph is not you know the best coach. But I think they've had a decent QB that they would be a Super Bowl contender yeah, as long as you know they can fix up that defense. Um, which I think they can, but Blake Bortles is not the answer. And they need to fix up the defense in a hurry before, you know, the Texans run away at that division. My big situation, Bortles, Bortles is in QB. I'm going to read off some of his stats. So the first game of the year against the Giants, he had a completion percentage of close to 55%, 176 yards passing, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, the next week he throws for close to 400 yards against the Patriots, has four touchdowns and a pick. Against Tennessee, 155 yards passing, no touchdowns, no picks. Then he throws for three yards against the Jets, two touchdowns and a pick. He throws for 430 yards against Kansas City with a touchdown, but he does throw four interceptions. And then last week, a buck 49 passing yards with a touchdown and a pick. So he's been up this year when you look at his stats, but he's thrown nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. So clearly not the ratio that if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you want it. The defense, in my opinion, is banged up. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's been dealing with a knee injury. And if you look at the offensive side of the ball, their best player on offense, Leonard Fournette, has been dealing with a hamstring injury. And TJ Yeldon's been solid, but it's not Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette is, you know, he's a generational running back, in my opinion. I think him in the lineup, that definitely doesn't help their offense out. But I would agree with you. I think Blake Bortles uh, definitely is a guy that he should, probably should not be going forward with. Uh, but there's still a lot of time left in the season. We'll see how Jacksonville does. And if the Jags. Either A, don't make the playoffs this year, or B, Bortles continues to struggle. Uh, definitely we could see the GM, David Caldwell, down there in Jacksonville possibly entertaining an option to go out and get another quarterback. Again, they did sign Blake Bortles to that at big extension, but he has certainly not been the quarterback that Jacksonville has needed so far in 2018. Uh, we are going to discuss on this on the Bear Down Weekly podcast uh, the coaches on the hot seat. Actually, no, we'll do that next. Uh, we're going to do a uh, discussion on Eli Manning. Uh, Giants have started one in five, and uh, a lot of reports and a lot of people have been saying Eli Manning needs to be benched. Do you think Eli needs to be benched, or do you think the Giants should just stick with him for the rest oh, of the season? Uh, you know, that's, that's up in the air for me. In my opinion, I think he will because, you know, look at these stats. You know, 224 yards against Jacksonville week one with a um, 67 rating and a pick. And then against the Eagles, you know, he throws 281 yards, but an interception, it's a 66 rating. He's just been very, you know, just me. And he's just, and if you watch the games, if you watch Giants games, you know, he's, he throws behind his receivers. He's never accurate anymore. He's, he's just, he's washed up. Um, I, I think he will be benched, but I, I don't know. Like, you want to give your team the best chance to win. Who are they going to play? Geno Smith? So, you know, I think you want to give your team the best chance to win, but right, right now, you know, Eli's not looking really good right now. So, I mean, that, that whole situation out of New York is crazy, and it's just, man, I'm, thank God I'm not a Giants fan because you got Kansas in that locker room like Odell and Eli Apple, that pre-mediocre defense. So, you know, we'll see. All right. Eli never been an Eli Manning guy. Uh, I think you know that pretty well. I mean, I've been that way for a long time. 
the problem, you know, is not Eli. Uh, Eli, in my opinion, is probably the least of my concerns when it comes to the issues, to the issues the Giants had. The issues I believe that are for the Giants is that they do not have a good offense. And here's why. Uh, their receivers, Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram, who's their tight end, have completely underachieved. Their offensive line has been an absolute turnstile. They go out and get Nate Solder, and he's you know he's been banged up, and they haven't really done a ton. Uh, Eric Flowers was cut after a long freaking time. They needed to get rid of Eric Flowers, and thank God they got rid of him. Uh, the only guy that's been successful for them so far is Saquon Barkley, and you know he's had some up and down games. He had a couple really nice games back to back against Carolina and the Eagles, but. Besides Saquon, the Giants' offense has been really, really inconsistent. So the least of the blame of my issues goes against goes to Eli. Eli still should be responsible for some of the offense's woes, being that he's a quarterback. Uh, but I don't think they should bench him. Geno Smith, you putting in Geno Smith, that's just going to make it a lot worse because Geno Smith is completely inept. And uh, the Giants just need to figure it out on offense. If they're able to figure it out on offense, Eli Manning – is he going to turn into a world beater? No, but he will look a lot better than he's looked so far. Yeah, and you know they've had so many injuries. Like Evan Ingram's banged up, and their only real guy right now is Saquon, which is a generational running back. There's been a lot of debate. Like, would you take a quarterback like Sam Darnold, who was on the board on that? What was was on the board? And no man's right there in their lap. Instead, they take a generational talent running back, which is fine, but. You know, if you have quarterback issues, I think you take Sam Darnold. I think that, that might have been a mistake for Dave Gilman. We don't know. I mean, Saquon is a generational talent. He's damn good. He, you know, 130 yards uh, on the on the ground. Excuse me, scrimmage yards over 230 against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, I think you know it's up for, it's up for debate. But right now, I would have taken Sam Darnold because Eli's more Eli's washed up. Um. Well, here's my question to you. And not that what you said is wrong. I, I think you have a very valid argument. When you're sitting at the number two pick and you have a generational running back who is drawing comparisons to Marshall Falk, one of the best running backs of all time, and you have a quarterback that had an iffy season in college and people are questioning, is he the real deal? Who do you usually take in that situation? Well, you know, I think you could t- I think you should take the risk because look what he's doing in the, in New York and he's no he's not put up the best numbers in the world but they are three and three and that offense has been outstanding uh, right now. Well, um, Jay, I don't think you're getting my point though. If you're a GM, a majority of the time you're going to probably take the generational talent with no risks. Well, I'd rather because the quarterback's the best position. Well, I understand that. I get what you mean by that. But when you when you a lot of GMs in this league are as eager as you are. They're usually not going to take the risk or the project. They're usually going to take the generational talent. Uh, clearly, Ryan Pace is not one of those guys. He decided to go with Mitchell Trubisky at number two or f- trade four draft picks for him because, you know, he's a gambler. But a majority of the GMs in this league are usually going to take the generational talent. So I can't really fault the Giants for not taking a quarterback at that pick. Well, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. But, you know... I mean, you know, Dave Gilman did put trust in Eli Manning for this season. That worked out because, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's a bad offensive line, underachieving receivers, you know. But you have that generational running back that's carrying up in the league right now. But, you know, Sam Darnold was on the board for them. And also other quarterbacks, too. 
Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's up for, it, it's a big debate right now. You know, throw. Um, Dave Gellman's tenure with the Giants. So, uh, in my opinion, I thought they should have taken Darnold. I, I get where you're coming from from generational talent. Yeah, I'm on some of the quarterback rankings right now. 19 draft. Uh, according to wall.com, uh, Justin Herbert, the number one quarterback on that list uh, out of Oregon. And if the Giants get the first pick, they're saying they may take him. Oh, by the way, speaking a little bit of college, I know we're not big on college here, but do you hear about uh, Nick Bosaw, the oh, yeah. uh, Ohio State star? He's going to uh, drop the uh, Ohio State team and go to work out, uh, get ready for the NFL draft. Do you think that's a smart idea? I know that's kind of a last minute thing. Yeah, but well, I mean, you need to prove yourself in college first. And then the scouts take a look at you. And that's for him, in my opinion, um, you know, he's a, he's a great talent. And he's, he's comparison to Nick Bo, or sorry, Joey Bosa, who's his brother. And he's been injured, um, but he's very so. It's a little risk, risky for him, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I will admit, though, the, uh, the quarterback position is not as it was season. So I will second. Sorry about that. Um, I will agree. It was uh, it, definitely not a position that's deep as it was last year. But again, I can't blame the Giants strictly because they've had some. They 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 obviously they were in a position where they could have taken the best player available, and they did. And you know that's what. After that lengthy discussion, we'll now get into our final dis- coaches on the hot seat. Uh, I'll go first. My two coaches on the hot seat: Jason Garrett. Obviously, I know the Cowboys won, but it's time to move on from Jason Garrett. Uh, Jerry Jones, it's time to make the move if you are somehow listening to this, which you never know. And uh, Vance Joseph in Denver. Those are my two. I think the Broncos have really gone nowhere with Vance Joseph. I mean, look at Case Keenum. He has been an absolute disaster this season. Uh, Granted, you could say, well, Denver's offense is not as fluid as Minnesota's. Uh, But, yeah, Vance Joseph and Jason Garrett are my two. Go right ahead, Jay. Give me your Uh, coaches on the hot seat. Defense, and Mike said yesterday as as of this. So, I mean, Jerk Cutter, their offense is pretty elite with Mike Evans, and they just got uh, James Winston back. But Dirk uh, Cutter, Cutter uh, needs to go. Oh, here's an obvious one. Huge. Uh, he needs to be out because they need to develop, develop uh, Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield. And I think we all know that. Um, you know, he's, he's a quarterback whisperer, uh, a lot of people say, before he got the Browns job. But he just hasn't gotten it done this year. Or, excuse me, he hasn't gotten done over his – Past three years, and they've won rats. Uh, your team's still not that good. Uh, pretty solid defense, but well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Cleveland hasn't been awful this year. And I know a jerk, and people don't like him, but it's because Todd Haley's the offensive coordinator. True. And Todd Haley's the coordinator at Pittsburgh, and you know they actually run like a legitimate offense. The Browns were not running a legitimate offense; they were running the Cincinnati Bengals offense from 2015, the last two years. And they were giving it. They were telling inexperienced quarterbacks like DK Seven to go out there and run that offense. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with you. And Todd Haley is a great hire by Hugh Jackson and the Browns. But um, I, mean, I think I think the Browns need a quarterback guy in there. Like I need an elite play caller, Sean help uh, Baker and the franchise quarterback. So yeah, Hugh Jackson, Dirk Cutter are my two on the hot seat. Yeah, I think on, and I think Vance Joseph may not even have a job. Uh, go and possibly he probably won't even have a job before the season even ends. So those are our coaches on the hot seat. Uh, that's going to do all for of the Bear Down Weekly podcast. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to the third and final part of our Bear Down Weekly podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing our week seven picks. Uh, Jay, 
You were 11, four, 11 and four last week for a week six pick. So congratulations. Nice start. So I went uh, 10 and five. No ties. So, all right, let's get it. First game, the Thursday night game, which I'm sure a lot of people outside of Denver and Arizona probably aren't going to be watching. Now I'm just messing around. At the Cardinals. Hey, what's your pick? Oh, this is a one. I'm going to say Cardinals because they're at home. Ooh. And these are two bad teams, but I think Josh Rosen is going to uh, – Denver still has questions at quarterback. Um, you know, Case Keenum can't be out there. And just, you know, he just can't be out there any longer. So I, I think I think uh, Josh Rosen will have a nice game. I'm the Cardinals to win this. I'm going to go – I don't really think Denver looks that – Denver looks really bad right now. Uh, all right. A another game in London this week. Titans at the Chargers. I'll go first. I'm gonna go Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna go Titans off pathetic. They just got shut out at home against uh, Baltimore. So yeah. Yeah, that was a brutal game for them. Yeah. Uh, big AFC South uh matchup coming up in Week Seven in Jacksonville. The Texans against the Jags. Uh, whoever wins will be in first place. I'm gonna go. Ooh, this is difficult. Texans have won three straight. Jags have lost two in a row. They're coming home. You know what? Go with the Texans, actually. I think the Texans are going to continue on this nice roll they've been going on. Yeah, I think Texans, too. Uh, that Jacksonville defense is banged up, and Houston's offense with uh, Sean Watson, Hopkins. I think they'll put up some points. All right, Texans is our pick. Uh, Pickles. Eagles won last week against the Giants. It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Birds. Yeah, I'm picking the Birds, too. All right, so, so far we're all in agreement on our picks. Uh, Vikings at the Jets. Jets have come in with two straight wins. Vikings are starting to kind of turn it around. They've won their last two games. I'm going to go Vikes. Yeah, I'm going Vikings. Better team, better defense. Um, and Kirk Cousins is... Um, Pretty good for him so far. Let me up to the $84 million contract. Well, yeah, and he's also had around him like Thielen, Diggs, yeah. Rudolph. And they finally last week, Latavius Murray, who I still don't know why Oakland got rid of him. I think he's a really good running back. Uh, the game that we're both going to be watching, I know, uh, Pats at the Bears. I'll let you go first. I'm going to take the win because, you know, it's a better team, uh, better offense. Uh, Bears do have a better defense, but. You know, unless the Bears uh, generate pressure on Brady, I'm going to, you know, it's going to be a close one, but if they can't, it's going to be a blowout like the Bears have always, like it has always been when the, uh, I'm on the Bears, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking the wing with her. You know, I thought about it for a while. You're taking the Bears? No, 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 hold on. Um, I thought about it and I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to go with the safe pick. I'm going to go New England, Yeah. but I can, I could, I know that sounds kind of crazy. I know I must be, I must be, I must be on something, I guess. Uh, Colts. Oh God. Uh, these, both these teams are awful, but I'm going to take, the, I'm going to take the Colts. I mean, about it. I mean, I think the Bills are starting. Josh Allen's out for like a couple of weeks, I think. Like, we're starting Derek Anderson, I believe, because Nathan Peterman. Peter uh, Mame. Yeah, just keeps throwing interceptions. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the uh, Colts in here by a big margin because the Colts are clearly a better team, better quarterback. So. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. Oh, man. Bills. 
Derek Anderson. You want to know why I think the Bills are going to win? And I know this is – the Colts have nobody outside of Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. I know the Bills have been kind of a joke so far. Uh, but I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Buffalo. That's my upset. Competitive. Buffalo's, Buffalo's going to win. I'm not high on Indianapolis. I really am not. The Colts defense is a dumpster fire. I mean, how many points to give up to, to the Jets on Sunday? 42? Yeah, their defense is pretty bad. Can't stop the Jets, Evers. You're not going to be stopping the Bills. I, I got, I'm going Buffalo with the upset. All right. Uh, next game, Browns at the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Cleveland too. All right then. Uh, yeah. You want to say? Uh, you know, I mean, away from this game, I mean, two bad teams. I mean, I guess I could take Cleveland just because they got the better defense, and Tampa's defense is horrendous. So hopefully, they'll put some points. Yeah, but uh, yeah, give me Cleveland here. Uh, Lawrence. Uh, I'm going with Detroit. Dolphins are kept up about that win against our Bears. Uh, Detroit needs this win badly to stay in the uh, NFC North Hunt. I know it's early, but they need this win badly. They can't get the two and four. Um, and I know the whole field advantage I said earlier was back there, but I'm going to take uh, Detroit. I'm going to go with. Hmm. I, I, this week I'm kind of adventurous. I'm going to go with Miami. I, I think. Now, if Tannis. That could be a lot. The way Brock Osweiler against a very good Bears defense, I, I I gotta go I gotta go Mike. I got that feeling in my gut. I think Miami Miami had a great game against the Bears last week, and I think they're going to continue that role. Uh, fun game to watch. Saints at the Ravens. Oh, oh, uh, give me Baltimore. Uh, better de- they got the better defense. Their defense is outstanding. Uh, as long as Joe Flacco does not turn the ball over and plays like. His old, his usual self, the mediocre kind, um, run the ball like he did last week. Um, yeah, I'm taking Baltimore here. Yeah, I have two. Uh, Cal Redskins. Oh, uh, you go first. Uh, this is a bit of a toss up. Can I pick a tie? No, I'm just kidding around. My gut tells Cowboys. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dallas. Yeah, I'm gonna Washington here. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Is that your upset? Yes, that is my upset of the week because you know, average team. Um, you know, they won last week. Um, it did they win like yeah? They yeah, they did. Um, they beat Carolina. I think Dallas. They just feed Zeke like crazy. That's all they got, and their defense. Their defense is improved, but um, they still got the issues on the offense and um. Washington's defense is no joke, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna give me the Redskins here. Uh, Rams at the Niners. Rams the Niners. Uh, yeah, give me a Los Angeles. Give me, they're gonna kill them. All right, I'm gonna go. With, no, I'm just kidding around. Rams are gonna um, win, beat the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beggy Sunday Night Football. It's a big game. Kansas City home field advantage at Arrowhead. Uh, I think that, I think this is where the Bengals fall here. They're in my opinion. Um, you know, they they got a lot of talent in Andy Dalton and Joe Mixon and AJ Green. But um, you know, they can expose that Chiefs awful Chiefs defense. But uh Patrick Mahomes is just killer instinct for that um for that offense. Tyree Kill, uh, the fastest guy in the league. And um Kareem Hunt will still run the ball. 
Um, so, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to go City, too. I think the Bengals' run stopped last week when they lost to Pittsburgh. And then the final game, Monday Night Football, uh, the Giants against the Falcons. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with it strictly because the Giants have just gotten off to another terrible start. Yeah, this is gonna be, my opinion is going to be a shit, too. I mean, you got a high-powered offense in Atlanta, and then you got a mediocre, but, you know, two defenses aren't really that good. Atlanta's defense is horrendous. New York's defense is pretty mediocre. I don't so think this is going to be a shootout. I think the a, a butt kicking on the Giants this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, but give me the Falcons. All right, Anna, is your pick? Uh, anything else you want to say, or are we all good? No, just don't upset. All right, and once again for my partner, Jada Coster. Glad to have him always with me. Couldn't do it, couldn't do the show without him. Uh, you all checking in this week. Uh, by the way, next week we will be live streaming on YouTube on Tuesday at 4.30. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, so for my wonderful partner, Jada Coster, once again, I'm Andrew Shaw signing off here on the Bear Down Weekly Podcast.